Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast, where we bring insight, keys, and perspective to everyday living through the lens of God. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm so, so glad you're tuning in again for this next episode of the series that we've been in called Holidays. And I know uh, it's been a bit of a different flow of a series, but I'm, I'm so thankful and grateful to what God is doing in this series and, and the response that we continue to get. we got a few more episodes left as we close out 2022. That's right. Closing out 2022. Man, this year has just flown by. And so just so much, so much going on uh, that has happened with Vantage Point and so much going on just in, in everyone's lives. And I'm so, so thankful for those that continue to listen, continue to tune in. Uh, there's such a recap that we're going to do uh, to close out 2022, as, as I often do, uh, end a year with a special episode, just like we did the last two years. And so we're going to do that again just here in a few weeks. But man, I wanted to to really continue um, this series that we've been in called Holidays. And we've, you know, kind of tackled a few different um kind of facets of, of holidays, right? And kind of a play on words because I think sometimes I mentioned it before, like the holiday season uh, can be filled with joy. It can be filled with happiness and with all these other emotions. But I think sometimes there are things we don't talk about um, mainly because we, we either don't have an outlet or we don't know what to say. And so my, my prayer has been that this series has helped unlock some things and open up some things uh, when it relates to those uh, specific things that we've, you know, maybe not um, deal with as much when it comes, whether it's forgiveness or dealing with the emotions and things that we we experience on a day to day basis, and even the holiday can bring up a lot of things, some good, some bad, and some just downright ugly. And so, this episode is no different, and we're going to be talking about grief. That's right, we're going to be talking about grief, and I know that that's like, oh, like. That's the topic we're talking about. Like, yes, we're talking about grief and not just grief, although we're going to go in and expound a little bit and and deep dive into some things about grief. But I really want to come from the concept of grounded grief. And what does that mean? Like usually when something is grounded, like it's rooted, it's secure. And I think sometimes when we look at grief, um, there's a there's not always a groundedness that we have. And so I want to help people. I want to talk about it a little bit and maybe shed some light on uh, grief, because I think, again, a lot of times it's something that we maybe only associate with one thing or that we we think that there's no end to it or we think there's a certain way to deal with it. And I think, you know, we, we have to be able to uncover um, those things and talk about those things and set some things right. And again, we're always coming from a biblical perspective when we when we talk about topics on vantage point. And so it's definitely something that we're we're going to get into. And let me start off by saying this, and I don't want to give any wrong perceptions or wrong mindsets, right? Like in my lifetime, I'm 39 and I initially would say I haven't experienced a lot of grief in my life, right? And what I mean by that is I think the first thing we automatically associate grief with is death. 
And yes, that is a that those two do go hand in hand. But grief is more than that, right? That's a that's a major facet of grief. Um, and so for me, I haven't experienced a lot of grief as it relates to death, um, as it relates to someone close to me um, passing away and things of that nature. And so, you know, I, I recently, maybe in the last uh, within the last five years, uh, lost two people uh, that were very close to me. I lost a grandmother on my mother's side and I lost a, a I lost my grandfather um, on my father's side. And so those two people, um, by far the two closest people that I have lost when it comes to grief. Uh, and one thing that, you know, we know about grief. And like I said, it, it, it goes something, it always goes deeper than that. And so I've had grief over relationships. I've had grief over other things that, that have lost or something that, that I hold dear to me. And actually, when we look at grief, the definition, uh, basically, we can sum grief up as a deep and powerful emotion caused by the loss of someone or something we hold dear right again it's a it's a deep and powerful emotion caused by the loss of someone or something we hold dear and grief is part of of loving and engaging with life right we know that loss is is going to happen right we're going to lose people we're going to lose things and it's not going to be things that aren't important to us although we're going to lose them too but there will come a time and there will come a place that we will lose someone or something we hold dear. And, and, and the unfortunate truth about grief, and I say unfortunate because I think, again, I want to come from it practically. I don't want to just preach to you and tell you all the, the politically correct things to say. But for us, right, grief is an unfortunate thing because if we had our choice, we wouldn't deal with it if if we had our choice right if if i gave you the option like you can go through your whole life and not deal with grief you'd probably not because if you've experienced grief you know it's a powerful emotion that runs deep and it and 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 yes time can go past and you still feel grieve for a person or a thing that you held dear you may not feel the grief that you felt day one, that you feel on day 101, but grief is still grief. And when I say unfortunate truth, it's an emotion that you can't avoid, right? The unfortunate truth is you can't avoid it. But the fortunate truth is we can acknowledge it and we can walk through it. And that's where we comes into grounded grief. And that's the first question that I'll pose to you is, are you grounded in in something? Are you grounded? And again, this is a this is a Christian podcast. So are you grounded in God? Because we can think of a lot of things. We can think of a lot of instances. We can think of a lot of situations that we handle. And I, and I encourage you to think about when you handle them without God. Think about a situation you handled when you weren't grounded in God and think about a situation you handled when you were grounded in God. It could be the same situation. It could be a different one. But even when it comes to grief, there is so much power in being grounded 
in the things of God when you experience grief. And, and again, we know that death and grief, typically, they go hand in hand, right? Um, now, of course, I've, I've met people that lost someone and they at least assumed outside they weren't grieving. But that's the other thing about grief. It looks different for everybody. Some people deal with grief, they laugh. Some people deal with grief, they cry. Some people deal with grief, they talk. Some people deal with grief, they, they stay silent, right? It, it's such a deep and, and complex emotion that we deal with. Uh, I, I uh, remember watching The Last Dance, and it was a documentary on the Chicago Bulls and their dynasty through the 90s, and I remember Steve Kerr talking about the death of his father. And he got the call and, and, and that his dad had been killed um, as he was the president of a university in the Middle East. And his response was he he went he played even harder because he was in college. He was a, a basketball player in college at the time of his father's death. And he poured himself into his craft. He poured himself into um, playing basketball. And that's just that was his mechanism that's how he handled it did he i'm sure he had days where he cried i'm sure he had days where he was silent but for the most part his his answer to how he dealt with it was i poured myself into basketball i i didn't want i just that's all i did and i think there's so many ways that we um handle grief and we have to have some rooting and we have to have some grounding. And again, we want to expound what grief is, right? We're talking about loss of a person. It could be loss of a dream, right? You've been wanting something your whole life. It could be loss of a relationship. It could be loss of health. It could be a death of a pet, right? Grief is still grief. It could be the cell of a, a, a home, you know, something that you had as a child that now, you know, it, it, it's sold and it's gone. Like I remember, you know, my grand, grandmother's home um, when it was no longer in our family's possession. Like it, 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 she passed and we ended up selling it. And that was a grief. I grew up in that home and that was where I felt sadness. Ultimately it was grief. And I think sometimes people, because, you know, we mentioned a pet's death. For some people, that is a significant grief. And for someone who doesn't have pets or doesn't, you know, maybe not comprehend that, it's it's hard for us to express that grief over a pet. I remember having an employee come to me at a job once and they were in tears and they, and they had to put their cat down because of illness. Uh, and what I didn't know was they had had the cat for over 10 years. It was a family pet. They, they had a whole story where they found this pet, found the cat and they took it in and they nursed it and all of the things that you would, you know, that you would associate with the way that they got this pet. And so 10 years later, there's a bond. There's a, there's, again, it's a loss of someone or something we hold dear for this person. That cat was something, someone, something that they held dear right? For, for someone else, it might be a mother. For someone else, it could be a child. It could be anything, right? But it's also important to know that grief is also a private thing sometimes, and it could be related to infertility or a miscarriage 
or even an abortion. I know that's something that is heavy in the news right now. But I think as we fight, fight, fight about whether to have an abortion or not, I think we sometimes forget or oftentimes we forget that there is still grief associated with that. There's still people and emotions and feelings tied to that, right? We're talking betrayal of a spouse, even our own sin that we call. I remember grieving over my sins, right? Not initially, no. Who? I mean, not a lot of people do. But when you really put grief into that perspective, it goes so much deeper than just the death of a loved one uh, or, or a death of, of someone, right? It's so many more facets to uh, grief that we don't often associate or think about, you know, but it's definitely um, one thing that, that we have to understand is that as we're grounded in the things of God, as we're grounded in our relationship, while we can't avoid grief, we can acknowledge it and walk through it. And I think that's the power um with, when it comes to God and when it comes to the family of God, the people around us, right, that they're so vital in our lives and, and, and we can definitely um, leverage those relationships. But let me make one thing clear. The first place we should take our grief is directly to God in prayer and studying his word and understand what his word says about grieving, because even Jesus grieved. Like we, we can go back to the story of Lazarus and we can see when, when Jesus um, got to the village of Bethany where, where Lazarus was buried and he saw Martha and he saw them mourning, he wept. He was moved by their grief and also by the fact that his friend had died. And such a simple verse, Jesus wept. Like Jesus shows us that their, their grief is a natural natural thing that we experience but it's also understanding that as we bring those things to him god can use grief to help us not only know him more but give us comfort and peace and healing as we walk through the grieving process and it allows us to fully appreciate the gift of life more and it under we we understand what grief is and we can get a new even deeper connection to the heart of God. Psalm 34:18 says, "The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit." See, God understands our grief and he offers to be with us and comfort us with promises from his word and with the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's Philippians 4, 6, 7. I, I, I remember reading this scripture and being asked even by my mom when my, when my grandmother passed away, like, what does that scripture mean? He gives you a peace that passes all understanding. And, and you know, I'll be honest, I, I don't fully understand the verse. But what I do know is this, is that if I'm connected with God, I can have a peace that goes beyond my understanding of death, right? Because if I'm honest, like, and I've said this before, I sometimes struggle with the fact that I'm going to die. Um, not that I don't, you know, accept it. It, it. It's it's what's going to happen, right? But I think sometimes as I go through life and even the last few years, um, the reality 
hits harder when you're going when you see the world going through something or you go through something or you get older. That's a reality, right? I'll be 40 next year. Um, and, and all intents and purposes, statistically, I'm right at the I'm 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 the middle. I'm older than half the world and I'm younger than the other half of the world. So I'm right in the middle of the age of the world, right? According to to statistics and research. So what does that tell me is I'm getting older. I'm not getting younger and I'm moving more toward death than I'm moving toward birth, right? That's natural progression of life. But again, it doesn't change the fact that the more you see life and the more you experience things, the reality of death is more prevalent. And I have to lean on this scripture that tells me I can have peace in that thought that surpasses my understanding, right? And I know because I'm grounded, I know what death means. I know that death as a Christian means I've transitioned from this natural life to spiritual eternity with Christ. And that's something to be excited for. But it doesn't change the fact that in my human flesh, I have that thought. I've I've sat sometimes and, and you know, this series is all about transparency. It's about let's talk about these things. I've sat and thought like, man, I'm going to die one day. I might die tomorrow. I might die after I record this episode. Those are reality thoughts, real thoughts that we don't often think about or we don't talk about. But but really, when you look at it, when you really dig into where we are and, and, and where the world is, like death is more of a reality than anything. We've lost over a million people to COVID in the last two years and counting like the world is grieving right now continually. Right. But we have to hold on to something. We have to dig deeper and dig our heels into the things of God and understand that if we stand on that foundation, if we're grounded in that foundation, there's so much more that we can that we can ascend to and even navigate through as we go through grief, right? And and I want to really just um, give you a little bit more, um, you know, and so when we think about um, just another way um, when it comes to grief, you know, it's, we talk about an emotion, right? And it's common emotion, human experience, right? We talk, we, we see grief in throughout the Bible, Right. Multiple people in the Bible experience loss and sadness and grief. Job, Naomi, Hannah, David. We talked about Jesus after Lazarus uh, death. But, you know, one thing that happens when you're grounded on the things of God, it helps you overcome grief because it gives you the right perspective on it. We recognize grief as a natural process to pain and loss, right? We understand that there's nothing wrong with grieving. We don't have to feel ashamed because we grieve, right? We know that grief, that times of grief serve a purpose. Ecclesiastes 7 and 2 says it's better to go to the house of mourning than to go to the house of feasting, for this is the end of all mankind, and the living will lay it to heart. And the verse implies that grief can be good, 
because it can refresh our perspective on life. How many times have you been, if you've ever been to a funeral and you're sitting there listening to the pastor or you're listening to the to the eulogy or, or you're listening to who's talking, you walk out of there with, with a, a different perspective on life. You walk out of it thinking differently. You walk out of it while there might be sadness in the air, there's still hope because everyone walks out of there has been hit with the revelation we don't live forever and we don't know how long we have. So we better make sure we're doing things right and living a life of hope, living a life of positivity, not wasting time. Like you leave because it refreshes your perspective. That at the power of grief, it allows us to refresh our perspective on life. You know, we can remember that feelings of grief are temporary. Psalm 35 says, uh, chapter 30, verse 5 says, Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Like, it's it's so wild, like, there that we understand that there is an end to mourning. Grief has its purpose, but it also has its limit. Because when you're mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, mourn, mourning, turns to see the morning, M-O-R-N-I-N-G, right? There's hope. That's the beauty of a sunrise and a sunset. I, I want you to have that picture in your mind. The sun sets and it rises. That's hope. A day has ended, but a day comes again, right? Even the night, the morning, the sadness, the darkness has a limit. And grief serves its purpose because it gives us not only hope and perspective, but it tells us that I may feel like this now, but it's only temporary. And through all of it, the, the darkness and the, the, the worst of grieving and the, the turning point of transitioning out of grieving to healing, um, he stays with us and God's faithfulness is with us even in all things. Psalms 23, 4 tells us he's with us even in the valley of the shadow of death. That sounds like a place of grieving. Think about losing someone that's near and dear to you a mother, a son, a grandmother, any anyone, anything, right? That could be the moment in the valley of the shadow of death. Because death and, and grieving puts us in a low place. And something that David said when he prayed this, and, and it says this in Psalm 56, 8, it says, you have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in a bottle. Are they not in your book? You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? See, God sees our grief and he doesn't take it for granted. He enters into our grief. He walks with us. He guides us. He reassures us that all not is lost. He remains us, Psalm 46 and 10, to be still and rest in the knowledge that he is God. He works all things together for the good of those he called, Romans 8, 28. I love how scriptures really come to life in the moment of grief. 
because even in the moment, we don't feel that it's good, but it's going to work to our good. It gives us hope and perspective, and God is with us in every step of the way. So I don't want you to go through the rest of this year. I don't want you to go through this holiday season with the thought and the mindset that God's not with you in your grief, whatever you're grieving right now. It could be the loss of a loved one last week. It could be the loss of a loved one two years ago. God is faithful. God is with you and he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants you to cast those cares to him. And that's an important aspect of overcoming grief is expressing it to him. I encourage you to go to the book of Psalms because there's no better example of pouring out one's heart to God. And, and, and it, 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 you may literally the Psalms may start with an expression of grief, but as soon as that grief comes out, it turns into praise. God understands us. Literally, it, 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 it's wild how as soon as we pour out the, the grieving heart that we get, a, we get an exchange of a heart of praise. Psalm 13 starts, it says, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me. Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God, light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death, and lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him, lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But, verse 5, I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me mourning into praise you have a uh, verse 11 you have turned for me my mourning into dancing you have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent oh my god i will give thanks to you forever psalm 30 11 and 12 See, when we commune with God, when we give him that exchange, we open our mind to the truth that I might be grieving in this moment. I might be dealing with something. I might feel so much pain and hurt and anguish and despair, and I don't see hope. But if I give it to God, I understand that he loves me, that he's faithful, and that he's in control, and he knows how he's going to work it out for my good. Notice I haven't said sharing your grief with others, others yet. And that's another step in overcoming grief. But I encourage you again, I said it earlier, share it with God first. Because, see, the body of Christ is designed to ease the burdens. We're, we're designed to mourn with those who mourn. Romans 12, 15. It says rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes we don't all know how to handle grief. I, I don't always know how to handle certain aspects of grief. But what I do know is that a brother and as a Christian and as a pastor, I will sit, I will listen, I will encourage, I will uplift, and I will direct you to, to God's word. 
I won't take your 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 grief for for um for happenstance or I won't take it as it doesn't matter. I don't care if it's for Grandma Betty or or Susan the cat. I don't care. Grief is grief and it's part of the human experience. Loss is part of life and grief is a natural response to loss. And if you don't have a a group of people, a community that can rally around you in the time of grief, I encourage you to find one. Reach out to us at Vantage Point. Let us know. We would love to walk with you. We would love to help you. We would love to 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 walk through and 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 help you navigate this these waters. Because it, it it's it's such a complex water to navigate. It's such a complex emotion. And I think sometimes people try to handle grief alone. And if I'm honest, that's exactly what the enemy would want you to do. That's exactly what he would want you to do. He would want you to be isolated. He would want you to be to yourself because he thinks, well, nobody will understand. Nobody. He'll put you in a place of isolation. And so I encourage you, even as you, if you feel grief, if you feel that, I encourage you, do not do it alone. Reach out to us. Reach out to our social media. Find a church. Reach out to my church, Ignite Church Tulsa. We will pray for you. We will walk with you. We will help you not only pour out your grief. We will help you. We will connect you with a God who will give you peace peace that surpasses your understanding for what you're going through. I want to pray for anybody right now that's as we close out this episode that's going through grief. And I just want you to listen. You don't even have to repeat. I just want you to listen as I pray for you. And you can share this episode. You can share this with someone who's grieving because I know even in this season, holiday season 2022, there are people that are grieving and we need help. And I just want to say this prayer, God, Father God, we come before you today. We give you all the honor and praise, and we thank you for everything that you've put in front of us. Your, your word says that you're close to the broken heart and that, that you rescue those whose spirits are crushed. I pray that you draw close to the people listening to this episode and rescue them, Father God. Help them not to grieve like those who haven't discovered your mercy and kindness or who have no hope. Lord, lift them up and give them hope once more. Help them see and believe that tomorrow will be better, the next day will be easier, and that a day will come where they will feel your love and your energy and your joy and your peace that passes all of their expectation and understanding of any situation, of any loss, of any grief, and that they love you deeper and that they connect with you like never before. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank y'all again so much for tuning in. Like I said, a few more episodes left in this series, and we're going to close out 2022, and Vantage Point is going to come back harder than ever, better than ever in 2022. 23 and as always keep seeking uh, keys insight and perspective through daily living through the lens of god it'll change your world and your life god bless